Check, check. We need some more now. Oh, we got napkins. Have some of that hummus and veggie sandwich there. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes. Hummus and veggies? Yes. It's the healthiest sandwich I've ever had in my life. since we've done a showdown. Uh, it's been two months. You're not on mic, though. I'm not on mic. Now you are. It's very directional. Is it really? Yeah. What's the name of this cafe? Kindred Coffee Roasters. Kindred Coffee? Yes. We are kindred. We are kindred. <laughs> That's why we're recording here. <laughs> well, isn't that nice? I can't even remember what our theme music is, so I assume it's one of these. It must have been that first one. No. Why can't I, I can even sing remember? it for you? Is it? It is. <laughs> Do we still have a podcast? I guess we're back on the air. <laughs> oh, we took a, like a two-month hiatus. <laughs> Just stop producing. Just too many, too much audience response. We we were overwhelmed by the. Uh, just the we, scope. No, we stopped and we did strategic planning <laughs> to scale the show. <laughs> That's right. That's what you call it when you just quit. You call it strategic planning meetings. Uh, well, this is a pretty cool spot here in West Chicago. So we're, you were just waiting till we could sit face to face across from each other again. So oh, that's right. That's That was the reason why we stopped producing. <laughs> and we're at a place called Kindred Coffee Roasters. Yeah. So this is the Kindred show and we have a a veggie Sammy sandwich sitting between us. What's Sammy? I mean, that's a fancy name for hummus and cucumbers <laughs> in homemade sourdough bread. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And they're special baking muffins just because you came to town. You actually asked them. I heard you. You actually asked them to bake us two muffins. <laughs> well, they only do like a dozen or two dozen a day and they sell out fast. But I placed an online order a couple hours ago and normally that secures the muffins for you because I yeah. knew they were going to sell out. Wow. So anyway. Well, pretty awesome. Here we are. I'm, I'm trying out my remote field studio. 
You, you can see that. I can see that. Because I, I, I bought a microphone and a microphone stand just for this occasion. <laughs> Did you really? Of course I was thinking about that. I was thinking about coming to this coffee roaster place <laughs> with you, and I needed a second microphone. I mean, I have so two more microphones in my bag, but they yes. aren't the same kind of microphone. And this is like the field live remote podcast mic setup. Okay. Which is actually it's very unobtrusive, I have to say. <laughs> Nobody Are would you know kidding? that we're sitting in the middle of a coffee shop with gear all over the place and microphones. And it's just a colorful board, and I actually think yeah. it's like it's a pretty hip vibe. Like it is. Like if somebody walks in and they see this, they're like, "Those are podcasters." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, if we had a camera and a light up, then we'd really yeah. be doing it. This is the kind of environment that people shoot. Oh yeah. Podcasting. Oh yeah. This, this is our this new is, venue. This is the thing. This is our new venue. Yeah. I would love to do a podcast out of here every, every time we do it. Well, we'll have to do another one in Minneapolis when we connect in Minneapolis in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. I can't take a selfie and talk at the same time. That's why I That's why got the quiet all of a sudden. So what's, the, what's your question for the show today? Well, I got as far as planning the, the location. <laughs> okay. Actually, I wanted to talk about range. About range? Yeah. Okay. But that's like a much more involved. Are we, are we recording this now? I don't know. Do you, are you recording? Is I, it running? It is running. <laughs> well, so? But I want to eat. Oh. <laughs> can we, can we, maybe I can put it on pause. I forgot how to put it on pause. How do I put it on pause without killing Yeah, because we're going to go to the gym later, and you, I, I need to eat at least three hours before I go to the gym. So, so bad. Okay, well, I'm going to put it on pause so I can eat, and then all right, then we'll come back. So the, the lady in the green, that's the owner. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. She and her husband. Should we have her on the podcast? Or? If you want to. Do you no. have something you want to ask I'm her? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just you can. I thought you'd booked her or something, you know. I mean, they're they're a local family. Live in West Chicago. Went through West Chicago schools. So this is like as local as it gets. What's that? This is as local as it gets. Yeah. This this totally. is the authentic kind of. This is the real deal. Yeah. That's the only place we record. Like that's what we're kind of into as a podcast. So. Totally grassroots. Yeah. <laughs> That was a great sandwich, actually. It is. They, they bake that bread here themselves. You got to get really close to the mic, otherwise, yeah, you don't get the deep resonance in your bass voice. Oh yeah. Okay. There, Sammy is a big difference. I'm getting ready to do a podcast next week, so. <clears throat> okay, so we've got a couple minutes to do this show, and um, I I read a book called Range by Epstein, New York Times bestseller author, not to be confused with any other Epsteins in the news. Um, and I found it super instructive. I shared it with you. You've now taken it into your workplace, I think, to some yep. degree. Yep. So I thought we should talk about it because we've got a lot of creative people in our 
audience that probably would like to be inspired. And, and the book to me was, was a, a catalyst for thinking well about our life experiences. So the premise of the book is he starts out with a comparison between Tiger Woods and Roger Federer. And I don't know if people know who those people are. Tiger Woods, golf, in case you don't know, Roger Federer, tennis. So two people who achieved a high level of excellence in their field. What people don't know is that Tiger Woods started swinging a golf club when he was literally three months, like three months, six months. When he was two, when he was three, he was in golf. He was competing when he was two already. Yeah. So, and it was very highly orchestrated by his dad to make him this pro, which he became and then kind of crashed and burnt. But um, Roger Federer, also at the top of his game in tennis, same age as Tiger Woods, roughly, when they were achieving these incredible accomplishments. But Roger Federer only picked up playing tennis when he was about 15. Yeah. So the whole premise of the book is, what, what does it take to, to, to achieve excellence at a high level of skill at this level? And the case that the author makes, Range, is that experimenting into multiple life experiences and looking for kind of comparative comparative experiences or skills from one area, a deep structure in one area can facilitate achievement in another area. I just thought that was a super fascinating concept. So the ability for somebody to think across domains uh, is what creates a higher level of creative possibility. Well, what he's saying is that in the knowledge economy, which is what most right. of us do, like in the 21st century, um, where we're not necessarily doing re- as reliant on transactional or physical tasks for generating businesses and income and all of that. I mean, there's obviously all of that needed as well and is very much in place, but that having this single narrow focus on becoming one particular um, having that one particular skill isn't necessarily the path to what's needed for broader uh, for for contributing. I, I don't know if that doesn't really describe it very well because obviously we have you know millions of people that specialize in a particular area. Well, and he doesn't dismiss the experts. He said, but we, he just says we need a lot fewer of them. Because you still he's need knowledge. It's both. It's, it's both. But, but he said the but lacking the, skill, yes. or the thing that is lacking is the sampling across multiple domains. So there's a big case in the book for like interdisciplinary education or liberal arts education prepare and then giving young people an opportunity to sample lots of different things before they choose a career because you learn what you are where you fit in yeah by fit s- quality was a big one yeah, that he by, talked by, about. by testing things out by lived experience yeah yeah the way that i'm taking that into the workplace is we're talking about a t-shaped person so the top of the t the horizontal part is this what he calls sampling, like a wide breadth of experience in uh-huh. multiple domains. And then the bottom, the, the 
the perpendicular part of the T is your deep expertise. And he says you need both of those. It's not one or the other. But what a lot of our, what we value in society is someone who's the deep expert not the, versus not someone the who has the, the top of the T. So well, ex- they, like they did a super interesting study where they gave business students and those in our audience who are kind of have studied some business would resonate with this. So you do case studies in business school. Yeah. And so they gave, they gave them like three case studies that all came out of the same domain. So let's say if it's tech, then you did Apple and IBM and then one other one. And you said, okay, solve this problem, but use these three companies to, as a case study to come up with your solution for your tech company. Yeah. And then when they gave students three different case studies from completely different domains, they had to work harder to find the, what's the parallel argument here? What's the deep structure in this other industry? Their solution ended up being better and a higher quality than if they just looked at three tech, other tech companies. Yeah. And uh, so that's super fascinating. And I mean, this book is based on really credible, like he did tons of, research of studies like psychological studies whatever so it's not just an opinion piece like he's actually looking at the research yeah they looked at the flaws in in nasa in terms of the challenger and 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 why why did they miss the 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 o-ring that ended up killing these seven astronauts way yeah. back and it, and there had to do with people being so tied into the expert that they weren't willing to listen to somebody who was who was not in their power structure of experts. Well, and he makes this really interesting distinction between um, information flow and authority flow. Oh, yeah, chain of command and chain of communication. Yeah, so he says when you're in, in, the, in our context of the knowledge economy, particularly, information needs to flow everywhere in all directions, like in concentric circles mm. versus um, following the hierarchy of the organization, the chain of command. And so people in NASA had the answers. They knew what the problem was, but the they information... They weren't listened to. <laughs> they weren't listened to. The information didn't flow. Yeah, it was chain of command that yeah. won the day rather yeah. than chain of communication. One thing that, that I've done in one huh. of the projects I'm working on, we're working on you know, electric vehicle infrastructure, and I actually have intentionally asked a third-party consultant to come into our project and interview people from totally different industries huh. to tackle the problem that we're trying to solve, the learning challenge that we have. And did you did you do that as a result of reading Range? Yes. Yeah. So I pick up this book randomly. Like I literally saw it on a on a bookshelf. I had referred it to you, I think. Oh right. Yeah, I had referred it to you a long time ago and sort of forgot about it. And then you read it. And, and then, then I told you about this. And then new I read idea. it. And now one of my colleagues in my team has read it as well. And, and I mean, where it, where it shows up for me is that when students who are doing communication studies in a liberal arts setting, it's not a specialized, calm broadcast school. And I've always thought like, okay, how do they compete? But then they end up going to very reputable places like CBC and other places. And it's like, okay, what is the edge that they have? And I think it's because they have this more generalist they're pushed into these other disciplines in a Bachelor of Arts program with some specialization, but they, they just have this breadth, this ability to think creatively 
that yeah. uh, becomes really competitive when you get into the open market. So anyway, I'm drawing on range to make a case for why students should feel good about what they're doing and never to feel behind. Like, like oh, I should have, like, here's somebody who specialized for five, seven years on this one thing. And like, I've just kind of done a whole bunch of things. And, and the whole bunch of things, if you pay attention to it, if you listen to it, actually is what Epstein is saying is going to give you the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to talk about where we're recording this? Sure. So Go we're, ahead. we're inside of Kindred Coffee Roasters in West Chicago, sitting across a little coffee table from each other. Dave has his whole two mics and sound mixer board set up. Wish you could see a photo of it. Well, we have the ability to post. Oh, we're going to post a photo of it. All right. We'll make that the thumbnail in the podcast. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> but um, Road pod mics. And, I, and I'm hearing in the headphones that there's, a, um, there's an EQ setting that's going to make this sound a little bit weird, but I, I can't change it on the fly. Okay. Because it's trying to cut out the background noise, which oh, is making it a bit because there's a music weird, in the background. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a while since we did a show, but hey, we're back on the air. <laughs> It'll be another three months before you hear from us again, but hang in there. <laughs> Becoming identical is brought to you by Good Times International, creating good times internationally. Like for real, we actually do that. Like we're in West Chicago at. Kindred Roasters. I mean, if that isn't international, I don't know what is. I drove for two days just to do this podcast. It's amazing. Yeah. Tune in again in three months when uh, we will create more of the same. Do you want to ask me what my final word is? Yeah, I'm going to get to that now. Okay. Do you have any last thoughts, Dan? Yeah. So the other international (laughs) part of the podcast is... This is a very heavy podcast actually that's why i'm trying to line it up okay um so the the other international part is we had hummus in our sandwiches for lunch (laughs) middle eastern food do you know where that do you know where it came from hummus no (laughs) where did they source it (laughs) i don't know where Where, they where did they source it it was a sammy sandwich veggie (laughs) sandwich i don't know what the sammy part is some of you food connoisseurs out there would know, but it had, um, it was a veggie and hummus sandwich in it, sourdough bread baked here in the, yeah. in the store. I think we said that about three times on the show now, so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I was recording everything you were saying Oh, you're going to use beginning. that before? Well, of course. That's like our opener. Oh, I didn't realize you are going <laughs> to use that part of the show. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what makes the cut. So we had three sandwiches, three veggie <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> We actually only had a half. All right, well, it's a wrap. It was sourdough. <laughs>